Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi there. Welcome to episode eight, Other Toxins. In this episode, I will be talking about toxins that aren't heavy metals or plastic. They are typically toxins that are hidden in foods under weird names that we don't think are toxic, but actually can cause a lot of harm if we're consuming them frequently. So I'll start by talking about toxic foods, and then I will talk about um, natural flavorings that are actually toxic. And then I will end talking about supplements that are toxic. So let's jump right in. So for toxic foods, I am going to be talking about corn, soy, canola oil, processed beet sugar, eggs, pork, farmed fish, gluten, and MSG. Some of them I have touched on a little bit in previous episodes, and now I will talk about them in a little bit more detail and talk about why they are toxic. Starting with corn. So corn used to be a fundamental source of nutrients, but today because of GMOs, it's really no longer safe to consume. Um, Corn and any corn byproducts they create a large amount of inflammation every single time they're consumed. And if you're not doing anything to get that inflammation to go away, it's just gonna keep increasing inflammation inside the body. Corn also feeds viruses. It feeds bad bacteria in the stomach. It feeds any mold and fungus in the body. Even if you see corn being advertised as non-GMO, the chances are extremely high that it still will trigger an inflammation response and it'll feed the bad things in the body that I just named. Corn includes things like corn chips, corn taco shells or corn tortillas, popcorn, corn cereal, and anything that contains corn syrup or corn oil. Corn is also hidden in toothpaste It's hidden in sodas, gum, gluten-free foods, and it's usually hidden in gluten-free foods because they'll use corn flour as the substitute, which makes it gluten-free, but actually corn is equally as bad, um, and if not worse. And also any herbal tincture supplement that you take, so if you take like a liquid vitamin, if it contains alcohol, It basically contains corn because they use corn alcohol, um, mostly for preservation. It's a filler. You can find liquid vitamins like the tincture vitamins that are alcohol free. So if you take liquid vitamins, make sure you're buying alcohol free ones because they um, will actually do some harm to the liver and you don't want that. And it's defeating the purpose of taking whatever supplement it is. Next is soy. Soy is similar to corn because it used to be healthy, 
but it has been altered so heavily by GMOs that it's no longer safe. Any soy product that you buy today contains GMOs, even if it's labeled as non-GMO. But again, just everything has been altered so deeply that it's really practically impossible to have truly non-GMO soy. And the other thing about soy is even if it's truly non-GMO, nine times out of 10 soy products contain MSG, which I'm going to talk about MSG here in a second. Um, And so you definitely won't want to be consuming MSG. When trying to look out for soy products that you are consuming, you're going to want to be careful when you eat soybeans, edamame, miso, soy milk, soy nuts, soy sauce, textured vegetable protein that contains soy, soy protein powder, tofu, tempeh, vegan meat products that are made from soy, um, kind of like the Impossible Burger or a lot of vegan burger patties. Um, The main ingredient is soy. It's funny because a lot of times people assume that when something is vegan, it's it's healthy by default, it's vegan, so it's healthy. And that's actually not true because you can be vegan but actually eat very, very unhealthy and eat a lot of toxic additives and toxic foods, i.e. soy is one of them. Um, but if you love soy products so much, like you just love them and you don't know how you will live without soy in your life, um, You're going to want to always opt for organic soy products when possible, but you're just going to want to try to eat them as little as you possibly can. Limit it to a couple of times a month because the more you eat it, the more toxic it will be to you. And if you have an underlying condition such as a gut imbalance or an autoimmune disorder, it's only going to make that get worse. And if you're someone who uh, consumes soy sauce a lot, uh, like with your sushi or something, even though you shouldn't be eating sushi that often if you listen to the heavy metal episode because fish has very high amounts of mercury. Um, But if you are splurging on sushi every once in a while, instead of using soy sauce, you can use coconut aminos. Those pretty much taste the same as soy sauce. Um, and they're much healthier for you. So now let's talk about canola oil, which we have talked about um, in the gut episode and probably the anti-inflammatory diet episode as well. Um, And for some reason, canola oil is like the one thing that I cannot stand because it is hidden in a lot of things. And I don't know, it just bothers me. Uh, Canola oil creates a large amount of inflammation in the body. And it especially damages our digestive systems. It scars the lining of the small and large intestines, which that can create inflammation and a lot of um, discomfort for you. And when it's scarring the lining of the intestines and even the stomach, it causes leaky gut, which I kind of mentioned in a previous episode. And leaky gut is when the lining of your stomach becomes thin and tiny particles of food poke through the ti- the little holes in the stomach essentially and they get to our bloodstream and our immune systems start attacking it because it thinks it's an invader and then that's where you can develop an autoimmune disorder. Canola oil is also the leading cause of irritable bowel syndrome. It also feeds viruses, bacteria, fungus, and mold. 
Canola oil is also like battery acid for your arteries. It causes serious vascular damage. And so if you already have issues with your arteries, canola oil is not going to help anything. It's just going to make things much worse. This is also what bothers me about canola oil. Many restaurants, even really nice expensive ones, they will use canola oil instead of olive oil when they're cooking because it's significantly cheaper than olive oil. So you could be eating at the super nice restaurant and you think it's like really healthy and all the food's real good quality, but then if they're cooking all their food in canola oil, that's just ruining everything because canola oil is so damaging. And so now for me, when I go to a restaurant, I'm letting them know that I am allergic to canola oil because I really don't want it in my food and I already have Lyme's disease and canola oil is just gonna make that much worse. Canola oil is so toxic that if food or vegetables are cooked in it, it is even more destructive because now you just cooked that canola oil on a high heat, making it not only bad for what it would be if it wasn't cooked, but then you cook it on high heat and it becomes carcinogenic and then it's even worse and causes more damage. So again, when you eat out, you could ask your waiter if they use canola oil on anything that you just ordered um, and ask them if they could leave it out. And again, sometimes it's helpful to say you have an allergy because then they can really be sure to leave it out, especially if you're struggling with not feeling well and you can't seem to find what is causing it. It might be canola oil. So if you're having a lot of digestive issues or you feel like you have an autoimmune thing going on, definitely evaluate your diet and see how much canola oil you're consuming. And if you're eating out a lot or you get takeout a lot and all the other things that you eat that aren't from takeout or at a restaurant don't have canola oil, all of your canola oil intake could be from eating out. So that's just something to think about and keep in mind, especially if you're not feeling well because the culprit could be canola oil. Next, let's talk about processed beet sugar. That sounds healthy, right? It's beet sugar. It's from beets. Beets are healthy. But it's really actually not the same thing as beets that you buy from the grocery store. Processed beet sugar is processed, and it actually feeds viruses, cancers, and bad bacteria. So when you're reading the ingredients labels on food and stuff, um, if it has processed beet sugar, you're better off not eating it. Now we're going to talk about eggs. Um, so if you're struggling with any illness like Lyme's disease, lupus, chronic fatigue, migraines, fibromyalgia, PC PCOS, or any other autoimmune disorder, you're going to want to avoid eggs altogether. The biggest problem that I have with eggs is that they feed cancer, they feed cysts in the body, they feed fibroids, tumors, and nodules. Typically, women are actually much better off um, not eating eggs, and this is because we're prone to breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and other reproductive organ issues like PCOS or endometriosis, and these are things that eggs all make worse. So as women, we really would be better off without eggs. Um, and if you are having any issues uh, like PCOS or like cysts on your ovaries, um, which is PCOS, but you could have a cyst and not have PCOS, or if you have uterine fibroids, 
cut eggs out of your diet. And I'm sure that it will significantly help the problem improve or even get it to go away altogether. Also, it would be beneficial to cut eggs out of your diet if you are trying to prevent cancer. Maybe cancer runs in your family or something and you are going to you really try to want to try to protect yourself from getting it. You're going to want to cut eggs out of your diet. Also, if you're in remission from cancer, you're going to want to avoid eggs completely. If you are currently fighting an existing cancer in your body, you're going to want to avoid eggs completely. Eggs also cause inflammation. They can cause allergies. Eggs feed viruses. So you definitely won't want to eat eggs if you are fighting the flu or you have COVID-19 and you're fighting that. Eggs are just going to make that worse. Eggs also feed yeast. They feed mold, fungus, candida, and they trigger edema in the lymphatic system. And this includes egg yolks and egg whites. A fun fact about eggs is that when scientists are studying viruses in a lab, they need that virus to grow so they can see how it behaves and what it does and how to treat that virus. And so they actually feed in labs, they feed viruses eggs to get it to grow. So if they're feeding a virus eggs in a lab to study it and get it to grow more, why would we want to eat eggs if we have a virus in our body? It's going to make it grow. Like to me, that doesn't make much sense, right? Like that's not very logical. So if you have a virus in your body and you are fighting it, you're going to want to cut eggs out. And maybe you don't have a virus like lupus or Lyme's disease or an autoimmune disorder, but you do just have a case of the flu or you're dealing with COVID-19, then maybe for you, you only need to cut eggs out for a period of time until your body has had a chance to heal. Um, But if you are fighting something more severe than just a case of the flu, definitely cut out eggs from your diet. So now let's talk about pork. So after deli meats, pork is the second most toxic meat. You're going to want to avoid all forms of pork. This includes ham, bacon, processed ham, lard, etc. If you're dealing with a chronic illness, like any of the ones that I've been mentioning, Lyme disease, lupus, um, PCOS, chronic fatigue, or any autoimmune disorder, or if you are dealing with a cancer, you're going to cut want to cut pork completely out of your diet. Also, if you have any gut imbalances or IBS or Crohn's disease or colitis, pork is only going to create more inflammation in the digestive tract, causing you more issues and discomfort. So you would also want to avoid eating pork. Next is farmed fish. I touched a little bit um, on farmed fish in the heavy metal episode, um, so now I'm just going to talk about it in more detail. So farmed fish are raised in small enclosed areas, which these areas breed parasites and other diseases. And to prevent this, breeders will give the fish antibiotics so that there's not too many parasites or diseases growing in these enclosed areas. And then they treat the water with toxic chemicals that end up in the fish, which make consuming farmed fish toxic because then you're eating the chemicals that they put in the water and then they're giving their fish antibiotics, which we know that we don't want to consume meat that has antibiotics or that's been given antibiotics. So farmed fish is really just as toxic as wild caught fish, 
but in a little bit different way. Maybe in far- with farm fish, you're not getting as high levels of heavy metals as you would in wild fish, but you're getting other chemicals that are in the water that they're living in. The safest fish to eat is wild salmon, wild halibut, and wild haddock. And again, however, remember that wild fish does contain mercury, which is toxic. So you're just, you're not going to want to eat fish regularly um, and just save it for a couple of times a month. Because the more polluted our oceans are getting, the more toxic that wild fish is as well. Um, You know, maybe years ago, wild fish was significantly safer than farmed fish. But now with the state of the ocean, all fish is really just not great to consume. Now I'm going to talk about gluten. Gluten is a protein found in many grains. The grains that can cause more issues in us than other grains are wheat, barley, rye, and spelt. So those cause more issues. And this is because they contain different allergens that trigger chronic illness. These grains also cause inflammation in the intestinal tract and bowels. Therefore, they trigger celiac disease, they trigger Crohn's disease, and they also trigger colitis. Another thing to note about gluten is that it can make it really difficult for your body to heal from any illness, no matter what it is. So if you do have an illness or something that your body is fighting, whether it be an autoimmune disorder, um, a gut issue, anything that your body's trying to heal, you're going to want to cut gluten out of your diet until you have healed, and then you can add it back in. Um, But be hyper aware of how your body is feeling when you add gluten back in because it could start triggering um, responses from those illnesses again, which means you're probably not ready to consume it again and you may want to cut it out longer or just cut it out completely. Now I'm going to talk about MSG, which I mentioned a little bit when I talked about soy, um, but now I'll talk about just MSG. So MSG is a food additive and it's used in so many restaurant dishes. MSG is a salt that naturally occurs in glutamic acid, which is a non-essential amino acid, but it's really not natural and it can do a lot of damage. MSG builds up in the brain and causes inflammation in the brain and swelling in the brain, which this kills brain cells, it burns out our neurons, and it weakens neurotransmitters in the brain. MSG also damages our central nervous systems. Like sugar, MSG has a lot of hidden names. So it's in a lot more foods than we realize because it's under different names that aren't MSG, and we kind of bypass it because we're not really sure what it is, but it's actually MSG. So I'm going to give a list of hidden names for MSG, and these will also be on my blog so that you can screenshot it and save it in your phone for when you need to refer back to it. So here's the list. Glutamate, hydrolyzed, autolyzed, protease, carrageenan, maltodextrin, sodium caseinate, balsamic vinegar, barley malt, malt extract, yeast extract, brewer's yeast, cornstarch, wheat starch, 
modified food starch, gelatin, textured protein, whey protein, soy protein, soy sauce, broth, bouillon, stock, and seasoning mixes usually contain MSG. So all of those things are hidden names for MSG, and some of those you might be like, well, whey protein, how is that a hidden name for MSG? But all whey protein contains MSG, which is why whey, whey protein can actually be something that a lot of people can't tolerate. So anything on that list is basically MSG and would best be avoided, especially for a healthy brain, you would want to avoid that. And again, if you have any autoimmune disorder, you're definitely going to want to avoid MSG. Natural flavors. Any ingredient on a product that says natural flavoring, that's a hidden name for MSG. So I'm going to go through and give a little list of natural flavors so that you know when it's listed on an ingredients label that it means MSG. Natural cherry flavor natural orange flavor, natural fruit flavor, smoke flavor, turkey flavor, beef flavor, natural peppermint flavor, natural maple flavor, natural chocolate flavor, natural vanilla flavor, pure alcohol-free vanilla extract. That's safe. So if you have an alcohol-free pure vanilla extract, that's totally safe to bake with and put in things but um, natural vanilla flavor, that's MSG. And these are these names, these things, um, they're not just extracts of that fruit. They are mixed with MSG. And when it's mixed with MSG, it's just ruining, ruining the extract. Um, and it, this is important to pay attention to in snacks that parents buy for their kids because you really don't want your kids eating a lot of MSG because their brains are developing and you don't want to cause swelling and inflammation in a young child's brain if you can avoid it. So next is artificial flavors. So this name can represent any number of chemicals that are synthetic and pose a risk to our health. So if something says artificial flavors, it's not real, it's synthetic, and it's made of chemicals. So you want to avoid that. Artificial sweeteners. Most artificial sweeteners contain aspartame, which aspartame disrupts our neurons and our central nervous system. And long-term consumption of artificial sweeteners can cause breakdown in the brain and it can eventually lead to strokes. So if you chew a lot of gum, gum contains, contains aspartame. So you probably don't want to chew gum. Lastly, we have citric acid. And compared to the things that I mentioned already, citric acid isn't quite as bad, but it is very irritating to the linings of the stomach and intestines. So again, if you're dealing with gut issues, gut imbalance, or you have Crohn's disease or colitis or IBS, you'll want to make sure that you're not consuming much citric acid. Um, but you know, if you were to rank everything, this would be towards the bottom in the severity of it. But again, it's still irritating. Citric acid is different than naturally occurring acid in citrus fruits. So sometimes we see citric acid on a label and when we think oranges or lemons or limes, it's not the same thing. Um, so that's why it can be irritating. Citrus in fruits is actually healing. Citric acid is not healing. 
Um, citric acid is often derived from corn, and this is why it's harmful. So just be careful with not consuming too much citric acid. The last category I'm going to talk about is supplements to avoid because they're toxic. So first we have L-carnitine. If you have any form of herpes virus, this is fuel to that virus. L-carnitine is also fuel for many other viruses and cancers as well. So again, if you're dealing with cancer or some sort of virus in the body, L-carnitine is not something you're going to want to consume. Next is glandular supplements. These are made from animals, not usually organic animals, and they are fuel for viruses, bacteria, and cancers. And be cautious with glandular supplements because they're also low-grade steroids and they are usually prescribed for adrenal gland issues and other endocrine glands, but they actually end up doing more harm than good. So if you are dealing with adrenal gland issues or some sort of endocrine gland problem, before taking a glandular supplement, see if there's like a more holistic approach before doing something like that because they may end up making the problem worse. Next is whey protein, which I already kind of touched on when I talked about MSG. And whey protein usually always contains MSG. So you'll want to swap out whey protein for organic pumpkin seed protein powder or hemp protein powder. Um, These are the best protein powders that you can consume. They are the best absorbed by our bodies. And again, you're always going to want to read the ingredients labels because even if it's a protein powder, you're going to want to make sure that it's really clean and it doesn't contain any of the additives that I've mentioned in this episode. Next is fish oil supplements, which I talked a lot about in great detail in the heavy metal episode, but I'll mention it again. The mercury that fish contain sit in the oil of the fish. So you are getting higher amounts of mercury when you take fish oil than if you were to just eat a piece of fish. The fish oil is way more dangerous because it's also in an oil and oils are much easier absorbed by our organs and our brain. So the mercury gets soaked up by our body super easily and you don't want that. Mercury, as I mentioned, it settles in our liver, intestinal tract, and stomach, and it gets to our brains. Companies claim that they remove the mercury from fish oil, but this is not actually possible. The mercury in fish oil has the power to enter the brain. I mentioned um, fish oil supplements is, is asking to get Alzheimer's, dementia, or chronic inflammatory disease of the brain. So... If you have a family history of Alzheimer's or dementia, just don't take fish oil. Uh, Like I mentioned in the heavy metal episode, you can find a vegan omega-3 supplement and it will provide you the same exact dosage of omega-3s without the mercury. So definitely stop taking your fish oil and replace it with a different omega-3 supplement. Lastly, iron supplements. Iron is definitely needed for our health in the right amount. But you want to be careful because too much iron actually feeds viruses because it is a metal. So it's one of those things that it's like this delicate balance that we need some iron for good health, but not too much. Um, and so you just want to make sure that if you if you are low in iron, you're getting the right kind of iron into your body. 
Anemia is typically caused by a low-grade viral infection. As a result, um, you're going to want to avoid iron supplements that aren't plant-based because then you're actually going to feed the virus. So if you are anemic and dealing with you know that off and on because sometimes it can come and go, stick to plant-based iron supplements or you know trying to get it through your diet instead of taking any old iron supplement um and viruses they don't feed off of fruits and vegetables so if you're trying to increase your iron levels doing so through fruits and vegetables is the best possible route and if you want to increase your iron naturally the best way to do that is eat more spinach barley grass swiss chard squashes pumpkin seeds asparagus, and sulfur-free dried apricots. So that is the last of all the toxins that I wanted to discuss that I covered over the last three episodes. So I hope you feel a little bit more aware and educated and can now feel more confident reading ingredients labels and avoiding ingredients that are toxic and being more aware of ways plastics enter our bodies, ways heavy metals enter our bodies. And if you are dealing with an autoimmune disorder or a chronic illness, by learning all this information, I hope that it helps with your symptoms and helps minimize symptoms and get you to feel better. And if you ever have any questions about something I said in an episode or you want to know more information, please feel free to send me an email at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.